wants that nigga. <laughs> Nobody wants that nigga. Yo. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> bro, no, but I, I, I really don't like that shit, bro. They treat Draymond like he's the worst nigga in the world, yo. Like, yo, I remember the malice at the palace, nigga. Draymond has done nothing in comparison to that, yo. Oh, I remember Marcus Camby punched his own coach by mistake. <laughs> know what I mean? Like, yo, Spreewell co- choked his coach on purpose, nigga. Like, we've seen worse, yo. <laughs> we've seen worse. It just hasn't happened in the modern era, yo. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, you, you don't like him getting suspended for five games? Oh, it was five games? I thought it was three. It's five games? Uh, it was five. That for us, five. Because <laughs> Draymond was like, no, it should be one. And his coach is like, no, nah, nigga, keep them five games. <laughs> keep your hands to yourself. Steve Curry gets on my nerves, bro. And you know what? That's why, you know, you know I think about this sometimes, you because know, I think about how I would react. And it's like, yo, that's probably why it's taking me longer than he felt me. Because <laughs> if I was Draymond and Steve Kerr would talk about me that crazy in the, in the media, and like, yo, like Draymond is the goon, yo. He does all the dirty work. This nigga is 6'7", guarding seven-foot niggas, and they have four rings. I'm not trying to hit it, bro. Yes, mm-hmm. Curry can ball, but they don't win without Draymond. They can't play small ball if it wasn't for Draymond. Draymond is the nigga that really plays point guard. If we're going to keep it a buck, Steph Curry does not run the offense. Draymond really plays a point from the four position. Yep. Yeah. So the way that Steve Kerr throws him under the bus every time is beyond crazy to me. Like, this nigga makes you look good, bro. These niggas collectively make you look good. And for real, for real, first off, first off, first off, you was never the driver of the bus. You were on that motherfucker with, with Michael Jordan and then with Tim Duncan. Second off... <laughs> Damn, man, why you gotta go back to Jordan? <laughs> go back to Chicago. Don't even violate this nigga, bro. Chicago, it's just... Like, bro, it just really, really bothers me how they sit on Draymond. Like, yo, second off, we don't even know if you can really coach for real because you have bona fide home famous in your starting lineup and you inherited the team when really Mark Jackson is the nigga that coached yeah. the Yeah. So we don't even know if this nigga okay. can really coach. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like we 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 don't know. No, Mark Jackson got fired, and Mark no, Jackson is the one that stabs the coach of the year. They blacklisted that. What you say, bro? They blacklisted him, bro. Yeah, you know what happened, right? Was it like uh, in regards to like religious, uh, just like in yep. the locker room and shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he said the wrong shit, especially <laughs> in the day. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat that, but he definitely said the wrong thing, apparently. Damn. <laughs> you know, but he became a commentator. He gave us some of the best. Yo, did y'all see the one when the Cavaliers were, were playing and he started talking about LeBron's wife? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo, nigga, I'm about to send that to you. It was one of the most infamous clips of him talking as a commentator. He was like, oh, and Savannah James, respectfully, I would knock it out the park. Yo, he said that shit on live television, yo. That's hilarious. <laughs> hey, mama, there goes that man. 
bro, it was it was one of the wildest calls in <laughs> in basketball history. See, I, I guess I see it differently with Draymond. Like, I, I think, I think her knows his, obviously the value of Draymond. It's just the nigga needs to keep his hand to his, his hands to himself, yo. Like, like there's no need for him to go in there and start choking him like the Dark Knight. Like, what? I feel you, yo. But maybe it's an East Coast thing, like on the West Coast, right? They like it's a lot of like there's like flashier players, like yeah. Brandon Jennings. DeMar DeRozan, et cetera. On the East Coast, we're big on defense. We're big on we play we play jail ball out this bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but but this whole thing where Steve Kerr is always throwing Draymond under the bus. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna I don't wanna play with Steve Kerr like that, but I do have to bring this up, yo. So I was watching um a clip from first take where they, they were showing while Stephen A was talking about how Draymond needs to fix the perception of him within the within the Warriors organization, because clearly the higher ups feel like he's a problem if Steve Kerr is willing to talk about him like that publicly, right? My thing is like this, bro. I think Steve Kerr never got over when Michael Jordan punched him in the face, dog. I think that since he couldn't do shit back to Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan popped him in the face during practice, for those who don't know, this is something that's discussed and was revealed in the last dance documentary on Netflix slash ESPN, right? Shit. <laughs> Apparently, Steve Kerr was guarding Jordan, and uh, jo- he did something that Jordan didn't like, so Jordan straight punched him in the face. Yeah, shit, I missed that part in the doc. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that because he couldn't do anything to Michael Jordan, he wants to get on this high horse, and you know what I mean. I think that when Draymond rightfully so dropped Jordan Poole, <laughs> I think that that set opened up. I think. He just sees Michael Jordan. <laughs> I said he just sees Michael Jordan when he looks at Draymond yeah. Green. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. Steve Kerr wasn't the um, star of his team. Know what I mean, I feel like he wanted to stick up for Jordan Poole the way that he wished somebody would have stuck up for him in the 90s when Jordan put hands on that ass. But um, I so also. I ain't gonna say all that. I'm gonna say it. Fuck it. I, 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 I really don't like. I really, I really don't like how he does dream on you. Know, like. <laughs> For real, bro. I think that he's taking this OD personally. He says a lot of things about Draymond publicly that no coach should say, especially about one of their star players. If Draymond leaves them niggas, they become a lottery team off rip. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right in that regard. Yeah, this is sound like every team needs an enforcer, yo. Like the Pistons had, well, the Pistons were different. That whole team was damn near yeah, enforcer. Those are just all enforcer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Pistons when they had Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace, like or Boston when they had KG and Perkins. Like you need enforcers, bro. You yeah. need players. Where their job is, they're designated to one do the dirty work, and two, other teams know, oh, we're not going to punch them because you know what I mean. Especially in a physical sport like basketball, yo, like it's not like niggas out there playing playing golf or tennis. You know what I mean, like yo, it's a physical sport, son. Huh? Like, but you need real 
you need people that are going to be on the front line. They're going to do the dirty work. You know what I mean? I just think Steve Kerr is holding on to this thing between him and Michael Jordan. And I think that he's taking it out on Draymond. Paul is, oh, my God. And I think that he's just going crazy on Draymond in the media. And it's like, yo, this is not how you do a future Hall of Famer and somebody that, that makes you look good on a routinely basis. His whole system, small ball, this would not work if Draymond wasn't in the lineup. Mm-hmm. But no, I'll go ahead, bro. No, I feel you. I just Draymond's gotten away with some crazy shit, though, bro. <laughs> like he's elbow niggas, he's punched people like for no reason, you know. Like he's got away with bad stuff, you know. So it's not just like it's like he's not like he's just picking out, you know. He's just picking on like the black kid in the class for no reason, like. Thing has been fucking people up for seasons, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what I'm like saying? I like on the East Coast, you tough, right? Stay out the pain, you be. Shoot them up, the nigga. Like, <laughs> like, like the, to me, the fact that he was like, "I want to have a one game suspension." I said, "You privileged ass nigga." <laughs> like, do you know what would happen <laughs> if he did that shit? And you had to go, you know, you had to go in the pen, like, bro, come on. You know, so I don't know. I, I understand your position as far as, like, maybe he does have some kind of malice in, in some weird, crazy way he is taking it out, but let's not act like, let's not act like Draymond's just playing basketball. Well, I don't think he's wrong. I mean, oh, I think that, yes, yo, he needs to, be, he deserves to have some sort of punishment for what he did. But technically speaking, as a teammate, Draymond did what he was supposed to do. If you watch that footage. Yeah, I see. I mean, definitely as far as like, yeah, supporting your team, especially when some crazy shit's happening. But he flew in there like, it's like those New York videos when Spider-Man just like gets randomly comes out of nowhere. Right, yeah. You know, like on the New York subway station. Like, that's exactly what Draymond did. (laughs) He just swooped in. But he didn't have to rag doll that seven-foot man. <laughs> no, and the crazy thing, like Gobert, like mad taller than him, so he he had him like, like bent over type shit. Oh. Yeah, he was like singing Negro spiritual to him. Say prayers, prayers. Yo, he really, he really had him in that so called Melvin had Jody and baby boy. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that was Yo, so wild. <laughs> Yo. But I don't, I don't, I don't know like everything that Steve Kerr said about him. If he's throwing Draymond under the bus, I'm not necessarily gonna say that's due to like the treatment that he got from Michael. Because what did that get him? A, a championship, you know? You feel me? Like it, it yeah, punching the face in the ring, man. It's equal. <laughs> no, for real. Get the wheels rolling, bro. <laughs> Yo, that laugh was crazy. No, <laughs> because it's funny, but I'm so serious. laugh, bro. Yo, yo, did, did he not get the right results, yo? Like, I, yo, yeah. not to compare Michael Jordan to Joe Jackson, but that ass. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about this, yo. <laughs> the memes are seen as despicable, yo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, you would wish that those that those weren't the steps to get the right results, but did he or did he not get the re- the required results? 
He did the same with Paxton. He was in everyone's ass pause. Anybody could get it, yo. It's not like he was just bullying Steve Kerr. I mean, yeah, yeah, yo, yo, and I feel for Mike, yo. Like, if you watch the last dance that episode when he was talking, when he punched Steve Kerr in the face and when he bullied certain teammates, like Michael Jordan was really crying and he was like, yo, you may not like my methods and you might look at me differently after this, but if you think I'm wrong, you might not, you, you probably never won anything. Yo, that nigga was spitting, yo. Niggas may not like the results. <laughs> yeah, niggas, yeah. Niggas yeah. want the rewards, but yo, yo, yo. Me and Shopping talk about this shit all the time. Niggas want the life, not the work you got to put in to get it. Yeah. Real talk, yo. Sometimes, yo, sometimes you got a lot of fire on the niggas, and you you would hope that it's not, um, you feel me, a physical altercation to get niggas to do what you want them to do. But it, at the end of the day, if that's what you got to do, like, it is what it is, my nigga. Not like, yeah, not everyone built or not everyone built the same. It's no, like, everybody uh, not built the same. Yo, Draymond like, in the wrong era. This shit would have been a one game suspension in the nineties. Yeah. This wouldn't have been shit in the nineties. That's very true. That's that's that. Yeah, I remember what was it that uh that yeah I think well yeah I think it was like a Pistons game or Pistons and Knicks game or something where just like the whole the whole stadiums everybody was fighting. <laughs> yeah, yo, I remember yeah. said earlier it's called the Malice at the Palace, yo. Yep. Ron Artest. Yeah. That was crazy. Ron Artest tried to get a um a late bucket which he shouldn't have tried to get. He tried to rub the win in. and that's the thing too. Like I told you, yo, East Coast niggas are crazy. Now Draymond is not <laughs> Draymond is from the Midwest, but the Midwest is not that far from the East. Look, bro. I grew up watching Georgetown basketball, yo. And, and just, just growing up playing ball went anyway, yo. Niggas used to say this, bro. We either gonna win the game or we're gonna win the fight, my nigga. Now that's not right, but that is that nigga, yo, L, you from ball, you know I'm not lying, nigga. For real. That nigga Ron Artest from Queensbridge, East Coast, trying to get some extra buckets. Ben Wallace wasn't hearing it, yo. Ben Wallace fouled the shit out of this nigga, yo. He did not have to do all that. But Ron Artest did not have to go score that extra point. So that's the thing, too. Niggas forget that there's unwritten rules to this shit also. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the mouse at the palace, bro. The niggas was fighting fans. His fans would be on Ron Artest. Haymaker from, like, Way back, like from Indiana or some shit, he had, he had he threw a crazy haymaker. Yeah, Ron was dropping niggas. But wasn't Jermaine O'Neal getting? Didn't Jermaine O'Neal? Jermaine O'Neal almost caught a body. Yeah, his shit was wild. Bro, he yeah. was running full force at a nigga, and he only and he he connected. But if he would have fully connected, he probably would have killed that nigga, bro. But he slipped on some beer. Oh, <laughs> that changed the trajectory yeah. of his punch, bro. That's crazy. Fans with the business, yo. The point guard nigga on the Pacers was it Tinsley? Whoever he was, that nigga went in the stands and got everything he was asking for. They whipped his ass, bro. That's real. He was a professional <laughs> athlete and get ass whipped by fans, bro. They yo, yo. They put hands on that nigga like a Rubik's cube. I remember when I remember when Shaq was pissed at somebody and he threw a fucking. Heavy like right hand, but luckily it missed the guy. And I was like, "Oh my god, that would have—he probably wouldn't have been the owner. He probably wouldn't have been in all these commercials now. <laughs> he came back to—he probably would have killed that guy." That was like early two thousands. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> even like a couple, even like maybe like two years ago or something. It was a 
another Detroit game. I think his name was Isaiah Stewart, like their center. Like he was a fighting LeBron basically. Facts, I remember that. <laughs> like no one no one could hold him back, bro. Like that little Cade Cunningham was trying to hold him. LeBron back. hit that nigga with an elbow in his like he started bleeding from like his eyebrow or something crazy yeah. like that. Like that shit went on for a couple minutes, like trying to hold the dude back. Yeah. Yo, Dwayne Martin is refusing to respond to the the Will Smith allegations. That's I guess crazy. He really was murdering that nigga, bro. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. Yo, talk on open kicks. In the streets, they call it. That's crazy. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> no, that shit really blows me though. Like all jokes aside, yo, I do think I honestly do think that Steve Curry's on some revenge shit. Like, oh, when the star punched me in the face, nobody did shit. But now you can now we can do something. Like, yo, you need to calm the fuck down, bro. You ain't have no rings without Draymond, my nigga. And for real, for real, niggas head gets you get to do that thing. Dr. Mark Jackson with none of this shit be lost. So I'm not sure. trying to do that shit. Like, yeah. I'm still not saying that he he held that resentment, but he that, that's basically on the level of some like petty Zach Levine shit happening right now. Like, get get over it, bro. <laughs> like you never heard niggas say that about Kevin Garnett and Kevin Garnett. I don't remember him fighting niggas, but like that nigga said to Carmelo in front of the whole world, right? That nigga said that your wife tastes like honey nut Cheerios, right? Rodman that shit became bigger. What you said? Rodman said worse. Oh, Rodman did worse. Rodman used to grab niggas' asses, bro. Yeah. Joe was on his puffy shit. <laughs> yeah, yo, take uh, that, take that. Niggas was bro. I, speaking of which, yo, this nigga, Diddy, bro, I don't know what he did. Maybe he was trying to buy BET or some shit. I don't know what he did. They coming up for work on this nigga, bro. Yo, that's crazy. Cassie said he used to make me fuck male prostitutes while he watched. That's crazy. Yo, that, yeah, that is. That is insane. Wow. <laughs> Yo, did you see this shit when she said that he blew up Kid Cuddy's car and Kid Cuddy confirmed it? Yeah, yeah. Kid Cuddy was like, Stamp, this is real. Uh, this is facts. Yeah, yeah, but surely Puffy Puffs getting uh, just trying to reveal who the real, the real P Diddy is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch a six part documentary on P Diddy. Goddamn it, <laughs> surviving P Diddy. I'll watch that shit. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be more than six part. This is. It's gonna be a lengthy uh, documentary pause. <laughs> oh shit! It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be a season. <laughs> That's crazy. Surviving Diddy, some shit. No, the surviving Diddy's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I don't think you saw my question, bro. Say that again. Wait, what was on Reggie saying? Yo, his voice was cutting out. What did he say? Um. um Surviving on Diddy, like uh, Surviving on Kelly. Oh yeah, that's gonna be y'all. Uh, surviving Diddy gonna be crazy. They go ahead like three seasons. 
it's going the intro is going to start off like fabulous. It's going to be like we party party. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Never know your fans and try acting funny for the camera. Oh, you know he's going to be interviewed. Yo, Fab was probably acting funny for the camera. That's probably why Diddy said it twice, yo. You know he's gonna, he's gonna agree in the interview for that for the surviving B Diddy. <laughs> bro, that nigga, that nigga called so fabulous, yo. He cried with it, bro. But anyway, yo. Hell, B Diddy might have named him fabulous. <laughs> we don't know. Hey, yo, you never know, yo. That's a very, very feminine word, yo. I've never heard a nigga. That don't like niggas use that word, yo. <laughs> like I don't like I I don't remember the last time feminine people have said fabulous. Like that's how crazy that is. <laughs> yo, it's so crazy that as men we innately know to shorten his names to Fab so it don't sound funny. I've never heard niggas like ever say like, "Yo, you heard that new Fabulous song." Niggas be like, yo, you heard Fab, you heard Fab. Like, what right. the fuck I look like calling another nigga Fabulous? <laughs> Dead ass, bro. What type of shit is that? Like... Yeah, I, it's interesting that he chose that name. Very interesting. No, that shit is very interesting, yo. Like, what? Oh, man, that's crazy. I just want to know how did he get that name, yo. Like, I've never ever. Maybe I should watch. Like, he was on Drink Chance, right? Maybe he explained it. Oh, maybe it did. Yeah, maybe, yeah. As, I as, need to hear that shit. That yeah. shit don't make no sense. <laughs> oh, I know what I wanted to ask El Summers. My bad, yo. I, I remember now. Yo, El. Yeah. Did you see my question yesterday when I was like, is I can love you by Mary J. Blige and just the Faith Evans? <clears throat> oh, I did not see that. Um, Because if you listen to Lil' Kim's verse, right? So what people say is, is that Mary J., this verse was about Diddy, and they say that Lil Kim's verse was about Biggie. Lil Kim's verse clearly was about Biggie, but they say that Mary J was mad because she and Diddy fell out when he signed Faith. She felt like now that he had a new artist, he was mainly focusing on her and wasn't dealing with her no more. But Mary J said that she was on drugs heavy, and that's why he fell off from her. And she understands that now. Back then, she didn't understand that. But people feel a lot of people feel like her part about Diddy and that. Ken's verse is about faith. So, but since they were both mad because of two men' involvement with Faith Evans, a lot of people see that as a Faith Evans district. No, I could definitely believe that, and I think that's a very timely question too. Because I recently saw a meme yesterday that said that Faith Evans' album, her first album, is no skips. Like it's just a banging ass album. And then when I back and I listened to the vocals and how it sounded and all that, Diddy probably really thought she was about to blow up. I think the reason that she didn't blow up was because she didn't have the charisma and like the um the charisma and like the um like the magnetism to really be like a big star. Like her star is just all built on her talent and her sucking the right dicks, pause. But that's <laughs> with all of her. Well, all her I'm you, you know, it's built on. You know what I mean, like, and she was on drugs too. So we're gonna talk about drugs. 
She was a coke. She, she was heavy in the coke. Yeah, but that Jersey white probably wasn't hitting like that New York white. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just laughing because you're like you're you're like you describing like how, why she isn't like the artist that like a huge artist. It was just very like analytical, and you're like not sucking the right dick. <laughs> Part of that 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 also that goes back. Thing, no, I know, no, I know. It's, it's just switching from that to that was wild, wild. <laughs> that goes back to Mary J. Blige, right? Because Mary J. Blige, she was, she was having some moment where she was complaining about something. I think it had something to do with Diddy. And um, Gene Dill tells the story, Diddy's bodyguard, and she was like, she was just stressed out about it. And then she was like, I sucked a lot of da -da -da to be in this room. I can't believe they're not giving me my whatever. So it was Wait, like, what? oh dang, said that. Mary J. said that. When oh, no. This? Oh, no, baby. No, no. Oh, look. I'm coming down. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. I'm coming down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. I'm going to never I'm, hear that song the same again. Oh, my God. I'm coming <laughs> I'm never, ever going to hear that That's how I feel about Bob Bobby. Oh, yo, that, um, could you be loved? That nigga Eddie Murphy ruined that song for me. <laughs> she was with Puff. She was with Pac. She was with um, the guys from King Tokyo. This is all yeah. in the ninth. So, you know, it's not that far. I mean, beyond that, yo, Mary had a different appeal, yo. Like, like you had Monica. Like, her and Monica was like the hood bitches, you feel me? Like, you had to live. Which is, yo, yo, rest in peace, y'all. I'm not even going to go But you had different female artists who they were doing, like, R&B, um, you know, that was had hints of hip-hop in it. But they were the two that were, like, oh, authentic. Like, oh, y'all really from the hood type shit. You know what I mean? Like, Mary was a homegirl. You know what I mean? As far as that other shit go, I had no idea about that, you know? I don't know why she said that shit, but I'm just a coke. That's crazy, yo. She badass said that, yo. That she said hell she said that, yo. I'm gonna see if I can find a clip from Gene Dill. I'm gonna see if I can Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Didn't uh didn't Mary also have like uh issues with like with in her like household with her dad or some shit? Mary J. Glass? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure, yo. I need to rewatch her documentary. She got a documentary on Amazon Prime. Oh, true. But they were mainly talking about like, like how she grew up, and like I don't think they talked about her father, but I know that she that she grew up rough, and she's from the projects, for real. And they were talking, they talked about her relationship with Casey, and they talked about like different albums and like her um, being um, best friends with Lil Ken. She should have told Ken not to get on surgery, you know. Yeah, man, she went overboard for real. Yeah. Hey, I see what you did there, yo. Cause oh, 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 yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a surgeon, yo. I thought he said she went hardcore. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you know that's the name of her first album for real. Oh shit! No, no, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put that ontology together. <laughs>
So who's listening to the who's listening to the Andre three thousand album? I already made so a beat off that shit. Yo, we said that nigga made doctors off of you. <laughs> That's crazy. So far, I like what I hear. I ain't mad at it. Maybe we, maybe we'll use. I felt like when I was listening to it, I was like, damn, maybe there's too many words in music. But then skills had uh mentioned the Drake joint and I listened to two of the cuts off the Drake that he mentioned and one about my brother or something. Both of them to me. But Andre two thousand really got me feeling like damn maybe we're using too many words. You know? No bro, I'm straight on that shit. I'm glad you're supportive brother though. More more power than these days, you know, but I'm not trying to hear that shit, bro. I'm not trying to hear that shit at all, bro. But, I know, mean I mean to I just thought I've been like doing something just like non like still out of the box that you know I don't know. It was very chill though. I'm not done with it yet, but I, I like what I'm hearing. I'm, I I think like because I know I know I know there's the whole thing as far as like uh you know he doesn't owe anybody anything and 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 you know I remember I even said that in the chat and then I know the opposing argument. It's worth like, no, you obviously do all your fans. Like, what the hell? Like, if you go to a sh- like, if you're, you're performing at a show or whatever, like, yeah, you, you, owe, you owe the fans that. And I think, yes, that is true. I don't think it's the same thing that I'm referring to. Cause, like, for example, like Lauren Hill, three hours late, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but that's like a very specific transaction. Like, fans paid to see you show up on time you know what i mean like i feel like at least for andre when he did announce the album he wasn't like yeah i got a new album coming out and he didn't mention that it was like you know just flutes like he could have did things that way you know what i mean so at least he had the courtesy to be up front say i'm releasing this this is where i'm alive like i think it's 48 he's you know he's he's done you know like everyone knows his cat you know is cataloging where he's at you know what i mean so it's just like I just think it's different, you know, like if he was going on tour, very different. Like, I think, yeah, you owe your fans because this is a literal transaction. Like, but if he's just putting something out creatively, that I don't think he owes anybody. But, it, but you know, people have the right to not listen to the shit. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like everyone has to like it or listen to it. Like, obviously not, you know, but that's kind of my position. I think, uh, I think this album is one that you can't like. Like, I mean, can't dislike. It's like, it's it's like disliking meditation music. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it to like about the album? It's not a hip hop album. Like, why not like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think that's my thing too. Like, it's not it's not posing to be something it's not. You know, like it's very he's very upfront of what he's releasing. You know, and I was joking with Skills. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if like he got hit up by like some production companies to do like some 
some like soundtrack music or something, or even like for like a video game or some shit. From the fact that everybody's talking about it, and then niggas is going to sample this from '93 till infinity. Oh yeah, everybody. That's the crazy thing too. Everybody's going to sample this. I'm sure um, there's going to be mashups and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like people are going to take this and make it into whatever, which I think is kind of like funny and ironic at the same time. <laughs> like they're gonna sing his verses to it. It's gonna be crazy. Like yeah. it's oh shit. Yeah. Oh, that's the one question I need to ask y'all. Like, what is your opinion on let's say like it's a hip hop album, you know, that's how Spotify designates it. But you have like other genres, like songs with like other genres. Um you know, on that on that album, like, what's your opinion? On that? Oh, yeah, that's some nigga categorization shit. That's like that's like when um, that's like when Tyler the Creator got you know rap album for fucking Igor, and he's like, this isn't a rap album. But thanks. <laughs> so yeah, that that's fucked up. That shouldn't be under hip hop because it's not. It's mm-hmm. clearly not. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I think that is wrong. Like, that needs to be changed. Obviously, I don't think Andre has the you know, I don't think he. I don't think he selected hip hop when he submitted it, or you know, the company that submitted it. But yeah, that's some bullshit. It's public perception, or yeah, right, right, yeah. Fair point too. Like, yeah, that that shouldn't be that. <laughs> Clearly, it's not hip hop. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, skills, you were a fan of uh, the Drake's uh, that Drake track. Yes, bro. I think that that song of the year. You know, I think that the storytelling was excellent. I think that the bars were crazy. I'm a little biased about the beat. You know what I mean? Because I know people who know the producer. But other than that, yo, I just think that clearly he's um, back inspired. That shit made me forget the nigga had ghostwriters. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> like, this shit is fire, nigga. Like, what? <laughs> that shit was crazy, yo. Then at the end, when he shouted out James Harden, like the whole setup. Then yeah, that was Harden, like, that oh, shit, shit. Yeah. Whole conversation. She just came out and she said, she got sucked a lot of dicks in this bitch. <laughs> That was very random, yo. That's hilarious. I was, and it took me a minute to find the clip, yo. <laughs> We won't be hearing this one on the couch with the Michael Max podcast. At least I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the conversation had too, though, because like they say that men expressing themselves is being sassy now, right? It's like, yo, we can't fucking win, can we, yo? Because if we don't, if we don't express ourselves, then we're being emotionally unavailable. If we do express express ourselves, we're being sassy. So what's the, what is the what's the middle, yo? What's the compromise? You know what I mean, now in that specific case, yo. That man telling her business like that, that's nasty work, son. <laughs> that's very out of pocket, yo. That's extremely out of pocket, yo. 
What you say, bro? I said this big team, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, but like as far as um damn, yo, that caught me off guard, son. Like <laughs> Yeah, it was that was wow. It Oh, we talking about Drake. So yeah, even the shade room um posted the part where he mentioned them in the song, right? And like people in the comments, primarily women, are like, "Oh, oh, Drake is sassy. Give the queen her crown." All this other shit. Like, yo, like he went in on men too, yo. But niggas, y'all not even listening to the whole song. You listen to what you hear and talk shit about some shit before you listen to the whole thing. But it's like, oh, Drake is being sassy. Like, no, that nigga's telling his truth. You may not like what he had to say, but he's telling his truth, yo. I'm pretty sure those songs are, are true, my nigga. Like, like what he said, it was so personal. It's like you, some of that, it's just certain shit you can't make up, you know? You know what I mean? Now, whether or not those people deserve the the um subliminal shots or not, that's up for debate. But clearly, that's it. He has something to get off his chest, you know? And I think that, I think that's, that's the, lyrically, I think that's song of the year, you know? I mean, like, it may not have had impact. It might not be a single, but bar for bar, that's one of, if not the best lyric performance I've heard all year. Real shit. Wow. It just took three albums to get there. I'm just like, I don't need this steal me bullshit. I don't need this uh honestly never mind shit. Honestly, I don't need half of your fucking album from for all the dogs. Like, just give me the six songs, bro. <laughs> no, yo, it's six songs, but they all pack a punch in. They're all great. They're all good. They're all good. I was very critical on my Yeah, they're all very good. Like they're they're honestly better than everything else to, in my opinion, but yeah. Well, I haven't heard that nigga rap like that since what, Scorpion? Yeah. Yeah, I was oh, thinking yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, so just the, the wordplay, the schemes, then the whole like I was telling y'all in the chat earlier, where like I feel like that bar is going over niggas' head when he was talking about um people go to Miami and rent boats. You feel me? Like oh, like oh, like y'all go to Miami and y'all act up. Miami, young Miami, Lil Yachty wrote young Miami's verse on act up. Like he's really mm-hmm. like he is what he's saying, and there's also the like the deeper meanings behind the shit he's saying. Like that nigga. Left Earth on um, yo, what is that shit called, bro? What <laughs> it was just bumping that shit earlier, bro. It's not called just anymore. That's the joint off of Scorpion that, that it kind of reminds me of. That joint is called the Shoe Fits, and a lot of people in their feelings like the Shade Room, mate. The, yo, people are going off in the comments about that song. Oh yeah, that Shade Room bar is dope. <laughs> yeah, that's just I'm ready. You are you are robotting up, man. <laughs> Yo, set computer in love. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like what I heard. Y'all heard that song? What's that? Which one? I was trying to tell some as an unready. Have they heard that song? Um, the shoe fits. Yeah, I brought the earlier. Yeah, I brought it earlier. Not course. 
I like the low fire production, which is crazy to me to hear that in the mainstream. Yo, that's um, like overcast, bro. He raps too. He's mainly known yeah. as a producer, but he raps too. So I thought that that was dope. Um, and then of course, Drake one is not going to get. I mean, well, Young Miami and all that shit. I'm not going to get that shit. But for the bars that I was able to understand, it was decent. And I, I liked it, you know. I like, too, that he was addressing people because a lot of people didn't like this album or the original version of this album. And they were like, oh, we want the old Drake. And he's like, yo, I can't be the old Drake. And that's the thing, too, right? Like, And I might be a hypocrite, right? Because I don't like the fact that Andre is playing the flute. Instead of giving niggas 16, right? Yeah. But it's like you can do what you want to do as an artist. You have to grow. You feel like you're growing away from rap. Yes, yeah, he can never get in rap beef anymore because now the, the immediate diss is going to be like, nigga, you blow on flutes. Like, that's going to be like, well, first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, real talk. That's what niggas going to say. You know what I mean, like, we're all types of. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all, all types of jokes like that. But no, nah, man, like, I just think that. I don't even remember what I wanted to ask you, bro. Like, you said you listened to it and you thought that it was... So you thought the bars were decent. I thought it was really, really good. Um, like, it's a song that I will go back and listen to again. Um, I was just in a different space because of... And this is this is good. This is how this is supposed to... This is how it was in the 90s, where, like, d- different albums dropped on the same day and they literally compete with each other in, in different kind of ways. And the Andre 3000 release put me in a space where I felt when I, and I heard that one first with no intention to listen to Drake, not because I didn't want to listen to Drake. It's just, I didn't know it was out. And, um, but Andre 3000 then came across my feed like last night. And that's when I listened to, I think it was 93 to infinity and Beyonce or some, you know, the titles on that shit. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. But that was the first track I listened to. And as I listened to it, I kind of had like a piece in my studio. And I was like, damn, well, this is kind of interesting because there's no words on here. And it's giving me like this kind of a peaceful vibe. And maybe niggas is just talking too much. You know what I mean? And that's and then I listened to some more of it today. I was like, damn, maybe I need to do an instrumental album. Niggas just talking too much. But then listening to the Drake thing and him telling the story and you know, making you relate to him, making you laugh and all that. It's like, okay, well, maybe words aren't so bad. So it's, <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to do. I mean, like, this is what what I'm just supposed to do. And I, I like the fact that he gave an explanation because people didn't like the album and they were saying, like, oh, we want the old Drake. That, that song is as close to the old Drake as we're ever going to get, yo. Over time, you change. Like, you are not... It's extremely hard to make the same project twice. And you're not in the same... He's not in the same space that he was when he was giving people what they feel like is classy Drake. To me, that song is classy Drake. It's petty. <laughs> the beat is lo-fi. Like, I remember when that nigga was rapping on Dilla beats. A lot of niggas don't even know he used to rap on Dilla and Dilla beats and shit. You feel me? But, like, I just feel like over time, people change. And with that amount, with the amount of success that he's had, like, he even said it on that song with Jack Harlow, where he was like, he's getting so much money that he's no longer relatable. Like, it, it's hard. People, and then, like, a lot of songs that people consider classics or albums, people consider classics, right? You remember where you were when that shit dropped. You feel me? Like, we're all in different 
spaces and it's more so you might miss the time when you first heard that shit or you or you missed a certain period of time for a certain period of Drake. But it's like, yo, this nigga is way more successful now than he was back then. So it's hard to replicate the type of music he was making when he was at his hungriest. You feel me? Now it's not like J. Cole where J. Cole was rapping like his life is on the line. But the, but it's a different thing. J. Cole was more so rooted in the school of being an MC. Drake is, is more so an overall artist. Not to say that J. Cole isn't, you feel me? But but it's a different type of mentality when it comes to rapping. But like as far as people saying that they miss the old Drake, he explained in this song why he can't give them what they want as far as is is um giving them the feeling of what his music used to be. And the thing that's shocking to me is is it that you miss the old Drake or do you miss the old shit that he used to do and say? Get me like a lot of these comments in the shade room are like, oh, oh, he's sassy, he's always disillusioned. So when he was when he was chasing y'all and he was doing the the best I ever had and the gotta be nice for what to these niggas shit, it was all good. But now that he's telling that he's telling you to stay off the shade room and act like a woman, but and I, I'm I'm quoting this nigga. <laughs> I want niggas to feel like I'm on, like I'm on the Kevin Samuel soapboxes and shit like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now that his tune is different, and he's more so telling you about yourself than he is chasing you, and he's doing this more introspective style and reflective, and he's reflecting on the state of the culture and this gender war. Like, like he's not telling you what you want to hear; he's telling you what you think you need to hear. Now it's a problem. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I agree with that honestly. I think that to to me, I I also think that that's as uh, that's as old Drake as we're gonna get. You know what I mean? Like I feel like even even it was recorded, even it sounds like it's old in a way. Like as far as like how he, how his uh, recording was, but yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. <clears throat> Because he, he has a line that got a lot of people upset, but he was like, oh, he, he told them to um, drink some water and act like they somebody's daughter. It's like, oh, he's mansplained. And I'm like, yo, if y'all don't really listen to the full shit of what he's saying, so they're going, getting mad and going off about one bar, you know what I mean? But, you know, attention fans are not what they used to be, especially when it comes to digesting and listening to rap music. And people are like yeah. People not getting to the third verse because of the first verse, and it's like, damn. Mm. But I think that's the point. The shoe fits. So if you got mad at this shit, you, you must be who he's talking to. Right. No, I agree too. I think that's why he named it that way for sure. No, because like, and then part of me thinks too, like, yo, like Drake is not like a perfect person. Like, why? Why is every little thing people get mad at? Him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you want this person to be? Like, he's a flawed. <laughs> person like anybody else you know what i'm saying so it's like i feel like people are so quick to criticize it's on the fact that his mother used to be in adult i mean not his mother jesus that his baby mother <laughs> used to be in adult films right so they're like oh how can he say that but his baby mother was a sex worker like yo i don't know what that has to do with this song yo <laughs> right <laughs> like y'all right. like, throwing this shit in his face but I thought that we were against um, quote unquote slut shaming, bro. So it's like, it's like, what's the line and what is everybody saying, yo? Because it seems like certain shit is convenient or certain shit only applies 
when you feel me when whoever you're targeting is supporting what you believe or what you feel me but as soon as it becomes convenient to do that to somebody you do that to somebody but otherwise it's not okay or is it okay when somebody else starts it and it's like yo unless you are the person this nigga is directly talking about i don't think it should be all this like twitter is on fire right now yeah i'm in and it's like yo like so still Drake's album is better than 3K? Say what? You like the Drake album better than, than 3K? I'm not listening to that. I can't say that. I if I had to assume I would like it more because it would be like, yo, where are the words at? And I listen to jazz, you feel me? But like, yo, I'm not trying to respectfully, I like Andre B Thousand music. He's a legend. And I think that he has the right to do whatever he wants to do. But it's kind of crazy when you know we want and need a hip-hop album from you. Like, hip-hop is not dead, but it's kind of in a hospice, you know? As far as, as the content of mainstream hip-hop music, it's, there's not really a lot of content. It's, it's shaking ass. It's baby mama culture. It's, it's a whole bunch of shit that a lot of people feel is negative has a negative impact on the culture, right? So if you are somebody that's seen that that's seen as a goat and you are stepping in the booth to play a flute, hell no niggas ain't feeling that. I'm not feeling that. And I get it. You don't owe us whatever, yo, but when we need you the most, you out here playing the flute, hell no. Bro, I'm not feeling that shit at all, bro. I'm not feeling that shit at all, respectfully. I'm glad that he's happy. He looks happier than he's been in a very long time now, man. So I'm I'm glad that I'm not one of those fans. It's like like that's the like the hypocrisy of Tyler fans, right? A lot of people are like, oh, Tyler wants some soft shit. We miss y'all because Tyler, like, yo, he should be able to do whatever he wants to do, yo. Like if you listen to his music, yo, and the shit that he was talking about, he he was not okay, yo. He's in a better space now. And I'm glad for it. Cause if you were a real fan, you care about the well-being of your favorite artist. You get what I'm saying? And you understand that they can grow. They have to grow, but it's like, yo, at least Tyler is still making hip hop, bro, yo. He didn't just abandon niggas. There is a lack of substance in a lot of the mainstream shit. And if Andre would drop, I think that that would help the culture first and foremost. And I think that he would help level the playing field. Now, it's not his job to be the avatar, you feel me? Like, oh, when, 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 like the Five Nations running wild on niggas and we need him to restore balance. I'm not saying that. But at the same time, like, if you know that we've been wanting an album from you for a while long and the culture needs an album from you and, and you don't have to, you're not inclined, you, like, like nobody's going to force you to get into the booth. But if you are going to go on the booth, you're going to play the flute instead of giving niggas what we need, which is bars. Hey, yo, you know full well when I go to the barbershop, niggas is not going to be playing flute music. <laughs> Might need to that might need to be the album plan in the barbershop though. Like, he, like he, he has a he has a harsh disdain for the culture right now, and I don't think he's like. I guess it's up to me to make a good album. Like no, like he's <laughs> he's like everything's fucked right now. You know what I mean? Like oh, but okay, but he plays a part in that, and that's the problem that I and I have an issue with that. You're mad at the state of the culture. But you acting like you didn't leave us in the first. Yeah, I don't think that's the same thing, but hang on, hang on. 
Do y'all play on the clock or oh, no? Okay, wait, I'm not done. Sorry. <laughs> I had to get off the phone because I was on the phone with the student. <laughs> so I can't answer. Um, I don't, I, to me, I feel like, I feel like saying that he's a part of hip hop dying. I, I don't, I, to me, I don't, I don't entirely agree that he is, at fault for that happening because maybe that's just the trajectory that hip hop is going in general. You know what I mean? Like that's all saying like uh, when, you know, instead of Miles Davis moving along with uh, how the state of jazz was going and saying like, Oh my God, jazz is going into, you know, less about, less about like, you know, super virtuosic, uh, vir virtuoso, you know, performances. And it's going into this avant-garde shit. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then he just, you know, like, uh, I feel like for for on for Andre, like I mean, everyone has the right to say something. It doesn't mean they necessarily have to. Okay, well now you're responsible as well. Like I mean, like let's not let's let's not forget all the things he's done already. He's 48 years old. You know what I mean? And like, and then I feel like as far as for his particular state of consciousness, like like you said, this is the first time he's been happy in a very long time. And I feel like for what he's done currently, this is more so just something. This is something for him that he wanted to do. And, and again, he was very upfront. You know what I mean? So like, he, sure, like as far as as far as uh, as far as, you know, people not wanting to listen to it. Yeah, I absolutely respect that. But I think to put it over his shoulders, like this pressure of like people want to know for you. Well, niggas can wait, you know, like niggas wait for niggas wait for Kendrick. Niggas wait for mad other people like People need to wait. And, and I would be more mad. Again, I would be more mad if it was a Lauren Hill situation where he said, oh, yeah, I'm going on tour. Oh, she's not going to be here for another three hours. But to me, that's disrespect. You know what I mean? Andre was very upfront with what he's making, was very upfront with, with all of that. Like, I just can't. I can't be mad at the guy. You know? that's, that's like if Batman retired, right? That's like if yeah. Batman retired and then the Joker is running wild on Gotham. And Batman's like, I'm not gonna fight the Joker. I'm gonna save this cat that got stuck in a tree. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That's not, that's not, <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think that's a direct correlation. I don't think Ali Andre's Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, yeah, that's that is funny. Well, that is funny. I, I just don't think he has that on his, his shoulders. I don't think it's necessarily up to up to him. hip hop was going to progress in this way, regardless. Yeah, that's my that's that's essentially that's essentially my point. And like, obviously, I think we just miss. I think for those people like you and I skills where like we see like the bullshit out there, you know what I mean? And like we want like we want art from like legit folks that we know like are that, you know, are that, you know. So, it does. Yo, I have more of a problem with Jay Light, but never mind. <laughs> But no, yeah, but, but he didn't put out a verse. Science and scientists and engineers, you can listen to right now. <laughs> I kill a mice project. <laughs> That's readily available. That's crazy. He got a Grammy nom too, which I I know it it I would I don't think it should have got a Grammy nom, but yeah. 
That's another conversation. <laughs> no, he got a, he, no. He also got a Grammy nomination for science and, and engineers for this this upcoming Grammys. Yes. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I don't think, yeah. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel you. Like, I believe that's real, but like. I agree. No, I agree. You know how the Grammys are. They give all types of shit to people. Like, what the fuck? You know. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm with you. I agree. I don't think you should have got over that. Um, even the nomination, I'm like, nah. It's a good verse, but nah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my. Uh, well, you know what skills? Any if you're if you buy something from IKEA and you're putting it together, I think that Andre three thousand. <laughs> Album will, will suit you well as you're looking through the instructions of putting together whatever you bought from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're funny, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Like, like, I'll <laughs> uh, give it two weeks. People will stop caring. You know, you know how the internet is. <laughs> Say again. I said, did you see what I, I sent you with Shocker said earlier today? Yeah, and I I I I lightly replied to I, I lightly re- replied to it was funny. It was like they didn't fucking verse for me. <laughs> but, he, but he's a he's a he, but he's another one like you and I as far as like you know like we know the the people that are like some serious like dudes that inspired us of like you know no bullshit like this person is ill you know versus all the bullshit so like i understand the disappointment but i'm not gonna say fuck you andre 3000 like i'm not i'm not doing that i'm sorry for me i'm not doing that <laughs> yo i'm not gonna say that, that nigga yo but i'm inclined to say about my manager yo he could have <laughs> <laughs> i'm inclined to say about my manager yo like, like I don't think it's that severe, but at the same time, I do think he played with it. I think he played with it. Like when you like like skills like skills when like skills when you're 48 and you're learning the flute, people are like, "Skills, we need you out here." <laughs> you're probably gonna say, "No, nah, I won't make this album though." All you gotta do is put the mic signal in the sky, nigga. I'm coming through with six teams, bro. Sixteen fruits. Oh man. Yeah, so I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. <laughs> For sure. I'm being great, and they concerned about my lateness. <laughs> yeah, that, see, see, it makes me upset that people aren't upset. People need to be upset at fucking Lauren Hill. Like, forget this this whole Andre thing. Like, people need to be upset about that shit. Head, if you bought, if you paid your money, you pay hey, yo, You can't put your money down in the dice game and get mad when the load don't go your way. You knew you took a chance when you paid for your ticket to go see her, yo. Oh, come you on, bro. Come on, like, bro. You are that. You so special that she not going to, that she's, oh, I know you have a history of being late, and niggas say that you low-key crazy, but I'm going to spend this money 
and I'm gonna take the chance because you coming out one time. No, nigga, you knew what it was, yo. That's like it's... a nigga's wife that died and they be mad she's sucking dick. You knew what it was when you jumped in it, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> come on, man, bro. If we're if we're talking about uh, if we're talking about anybody owing anybody anything, that is the prime of example. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is the prime fucking example. But that is not her, yo. <laughs> she should do what she's supposed to do, yo. These people spent a hard-earned money and even what's worth more than money is people's time. Niggas cannot get time back. I can go get a set back. I cannot get my time back. She's out here wasting niggas' time and money, son. That's what I'm saying. That'll lead us to my point. Like, when people should be mad at that. No, no, no. It's on me for playing myself to taking that chance in the first place. Come on, bro. I get what you're saying. 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 But I'm all I'm saying is that the... If we want to talk about, you know, if we want, because people can be saying the same thing about Lauren. Oh, we we need you, Lauren. We, you know, it's dire out here. Yeah, give me three hours. <laughs> we don't need more. We got Jay Gray and Rashford. He's straight, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we good over there, yo. Know? Look, yo, that's like if a nigga always come late to the studio. You feel me? And then it's like, all right, now this day out of all days. I'm expect you to come on time, man. Like, yo, if I know that you got a punctuality issue, I'm gonna I'm a heavily weigh that into whether or not I'm gonna put my time and energy into this. Oh boy, I'm being great, and y'all concerned about my lateness. Man, she can shut up with that bullshit. <laughs> well, I, I will. I with, 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 to, to, to your point skills, I, I will not be spending any money on Lauren Hill. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, as far as, like, you know, people should, you know, if it is a gamble, I, I, I'd rather just, yeah, I, I'm not gambling on that. No. You're a smart man. <laughs> You're a smart man. I remember. You're house money. I remember when um I went to see uh I think it was LA Rise or something. Uh it was a bunch of bands and shit. And I, I mainly wanted to go for Rage's Machine, but Lauren Hill was performing as well. And when I got there, she was performing, but she was performing everything is everything. Like I swear to God, like 70 beats per minute faster than the actual song. It was so fucking weird. Like, it didn't even sound like the same song. And I was like, wait a minute, this is everything or everything? And by the time I sat down and found the popcorn guy, she was off the stage. (laughs) I was like, God damn. And it was like 2 p.m. or something. Like, it was crazy. Like, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, that was really weird. <laughs> so the fact that she's a late model shit, I'm like, oh, hell no. Uh-uh. 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 Yeah. And then, oh, and then did you hear what she said, too? During um one of the things that she was late to, like, the Fugees, she was like, y'all don't deserve. She said something like, y'all don't deserve, like, me or some shit. And I'm like, wait, first of all, you're late. <laughs> 
Second of all, you're gonna say that. Yeah, I'm just like, respect you, yo. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Be be mad at Lauren Hill, don't be mad at Andre. But I I understand your other point in regards to that, too, though. But yeah, no, it's crazy. It's to the point of disrespect for me, Lauren. I'm like, okay, I can't spend any more money on you. Like, that's crazy. I'll still stream miseducation because mad other people worked on that that she didn't fucking credit. You know, what's this bullshit, but... That's fucked up. I heard she wasn't trying to pay Robert Glassford. She wasn't trying to pay nobody, bro. The person who played the... Who played the, um... Who played the, the piano chords for X-Factor is the fucking composer for uh, Black Panther. <laughs> There's video footage of him playing the, the chords, and she's singing over it. She won't pay nobody. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild game out here, man. Wild game out here. Now, yo, you're right, yo. Lauren Hill deserves that same energy, yo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Niggas don't, have, niggas don't have that energy for her because we know she clapped out mentally years ago, yo. Yeah. You know how you got that one family member that's always doing some wild shit, man, to get to the point where, like, where, like, you want to correct them, but it's like you always doing some wild shit. So I've accepted that this is you. And yeah. I know that this is you and this is the shit you do. So me trying to change you at that point isn't going to break because you've been doing this bullshit for years. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. A, that's, a, that's a great analogy. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Like a Barbie from the Matrix, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, man. Yes, yeah, it's just it's, it's mad different. Mad different. It's so upsetting. It's like what they say that it's like that 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 whole that whole phrase like you should never meet your heroes. Right. It's like that, man. I'm like, fuck. But I got a witness for y'all, man. Because we all know they say that once you get hit with that body wasn't you change, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> what if <laughs> Erica Bobby and Andre 2000 would have never got together? Would he still be rapping to this day? Would we have more outcast albums? Oh, that's an interesting question. If he never met Erica Badu, would he be making this flute album right now? Is she respond? Is she responsible for his mental <laughs> issues going on? <laughs> that needs to be the question. <laughs> no, because you know, yo, she met that nigga started telling him about him too. <laughs> That's it. The skills. We're not asking the right. We're not asking the right questions. That needs to be the conversation. This is this is. Are you are you saying that this is his electric circus? Oh my god! <laughs> the pieces are the pieces have been put together. <laughs> I'm so seeing the vision. Bro, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Throwback jerseys. He was an entirely different nigga, yo. He, he gets my hair. They start making ACL ears. He starts dressing mad crazy. All types of other shit. Now, now, it wasn't all negative. The nigga went vegan. Yeah. Stopped smoking. Like he, he changed. Yo, for the health, physically, it was for the better. 
track is dope he was like no abortion. we had a son by the name My of seven, seven. yeah it's just dope yeah that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite songs by him like like that is that's the perfect hip-hop song yo. like that's storytelling at, at its peak as far as hip-hop goes but i'm saying like i don't think that it's a coincidence i think that she got enlightenment is a very tricky thing right like rest in peace, Catholic stage, right? But like he got, he was learning so much information at a young age that a lot of people felt like he wasn't able to fully process it in a positive way. Now, Andre 2000 was old enough to receive certain enlightenment and I feel like she did hit him to a lot of things. But my point is, is that once you become aware that there's more than what's on the surface, that's a good and a bad thing. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's good to know your surroundings and know about the world around you, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure that that influenced him to start stop looking at rap as something where it's like, oh, I'd love to do this with more. I think that 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 influence shifted his focus away from music. And we it's not up for us to determine whether it's good or bad. I'm sure for him it was a good thing. He started acting more. He, you feel me? He started to do other things, but as far as his career, I don't know. I don't really know if that was really the best thing. I think that she was a great influence, and I like the shit that they did together. Like I like her verse on Liberation. You know what I mean? On um, a Clementine. But I don't know. I'm rambling at this point, but that's a real. That's a real question, though. Is whether or not do I don't trust him. Is is a factor in driving him away from hip hop and wanting to do more. When he was rapping, he just wanted to be one of the dopest MCs. Like you saw how personal he took it when they got booed at the Source Awards. He let the South have something to say, and that drove him to become one of the goats because he he didn't appreciate the fact that New York booed them when they had nothing but love and respect for New York. He gets with Erica, and it's like I'm much more than just an MC. So it's a double-edged sword. Enlightenment, and a lot of times, can be double-edged. You get what I'm saying? So I, I hope I made full sense. I'm trying to eloquently explain. No, no, no. You made perfect sense. She's the black Yoko. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. Tell <laughs> about Erica. I don't trust, yo. Yeah. Not only, like, the, the whole laundry list of niggas that she's been with, but just, like, how their careers turned out. 
Like she got a baby by Gia Electronica. And this dude went from Nation of Islam to fucking a Rothschild <laughs> woman, which is cool, but it's like thought the white man was the devil. Now you up in devil pussy. Um remember <laughs> too. She had Carmen out here dressing crazy. She had Carmen in the corduroy. Because that was around the time. That's like Carmen's one whack album, right? The Electric Circus. Yeah. Around that time. And, and I even tried to go back and listen to Electric Circus and like try mm-hmm. to like it. But There's more than Electric the Circus, only- but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> the only song, I think it's the song where it's like, and it's not even like a dope, like, lyrical track where it's like, are you my dream girl? Dinner, 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 dinner. I think Archibald in the video too. Um, oh, you came up to come closer. Yeah, come closer. Yeah, that's the name of the track. Yeah, I think Mary J sings on the hook, right? Yeah. Hopefully she ain't had to do nothing to get that spot. Um, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I had to suck 40 dicks for this. <laughs> yo, that was wild, yo. That was wild. And I really was, I didn't think it was going to, like, I didn't expect him to say it, like, at that moment, but I just kind of was searching for the clip because I knew it existed. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, like, I found the clip. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. I respect her for keeping it real, you know what I mean? Like, because you got to think if somebody with her talent level had to do all that, just imagine with some of the less talented people that Mary J are out here doing. Like, hundreds of dicks. That's crazy. 